You're listening to Of Saints and Sorrow, a podcast exploring faithfulness to Christ at this turbulent, revealing, and divisive moment in history. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Of Saints and Sorrow. Today we are going to be taking a very, very quick look at conspiracy theories and why I personally am am ready to be done with them. So what is a conspiracy theory? Um, Rather than trying to come up with some half-baked idea on my own, I thought the best thing to do would be to Google it. And so the dictionary definition, according to Google, of a conspiracy theory is a belief that some covert but influential organization is responsible for a circumstance or event. So before I go any further, I think it would be good for me to admit, to come clean and say that yes, I am actually, if you were to push me on it, a conspiracy theorist of sorts. Do I think that there are some dark and shadowy forces operating behind the scenes to pull the levers of society and dictate the conversation in a way that benefits them at the expense of others? Yes. If I was to get a little bit more specific, Do I think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? No, I don't. My own personal belief is that he had too much dirt on too many people for him to come clean and air everyone's laundry out in public. So I think that some people decided we can't let him carry on. We can't let him reveal things like this. So they killed him. So yeah, I'm talking about conspiracy theories, how much I don't like them, and this is me talking about a conspiracy theory that I happen to believe. So what this episode is not, it's not an uh, an attempt at me to shame people to to appear snarky, to to appear, uh, to look down on people for believing in conspiracy theories. As I said, I am someone who, if you were to push me, believes in conspiracy theories uh, to, to some degree. The issue that I've been having with conspiracy theories, the issue, the thing that has made me feel weary of them is the way in which, I think the best thing to say is that it's the fruit that I see it producing around me. So I remember a few months ago as I was, as I think this was even before George Floyd, and there were a bunch of conspiracy theories that were going around. I can't remember which particular conspiracy theory this was because there have been so many. It's like as soon as you chop the head off one, another seven appear. And I came to this realization that in order to be a conspiracy theorist, there are so many other obvious things that we can deal with that you have to step over in order to get to the point where the only thing you're talking about is a conspiracy theory. I am someone who is committed to justice. I am someone who, as an outworking of my faith, thinks that one of the th- one of the reasons I have been put on this earth is to be someone who offers an alternative witness to the ways of the world and someone who, in whatever way I can, works with the Lord to dismantle systems of oppression. But one thing I've noticed about conspiracy theories and people who tout conspiracy theories all the time is that they never actually talk about the things that are right in front of you. It is always some other thing that is hidden. It's always some other thing that you can't see. It's always You always have to enter into the mindset of conspiracy theorist to see the conspiracy theories. Again, I have in my own life 
realize that I can't let myself go down this road, so I'm not saying this to shame anyone. But the fruit of conspiracy theories to me is that they are entirely unhelpful. They are, in most cases, a distraction from some other issue that society at large is grappling with in order to proliferate, successfully proliferate, conspiracy theories, what often happens is that truth will be distorted or or a straight-up lie will be told in order that a conspiracy theory will take some sort of preeminence over whatever else it is that society is dealing with. And then, on top of that, I've often found that they are very, very, very divisive for no good reason. And I think a good example of this is the sudden emphasis that a lot of people are placing on child trafficking. Now, I, for one, have been someone who's cared deeply about the issue of child trafficking. What I'm not standing here and saying is that I don't think that child trafficking is something that we should care about. But the way in which this issue has come to the fore has been actually really concerning for me. It all started with a particular image that was being distributed all of a sudden. Um, Some of the people who distributed it were Christian leaders who had large social media followings. And to cut short a long story, what what the image was essentially saying was that all of the effort and energy that was being expended toward, expended on the issue of race, racism, and system, systemic racism was essentially all smoke and mirrors. In fact, what the image was saying was that it was actually nothing, and that while the media was focusing on race riots, as the image said, which itself was a mischaracterization of the moment that we're in, child trafficking and paedophilia was going largely unnoticed. And then as these images unfolded, they were followed up by statistics that were largely false or that misrepresented the truth. For example, I saw I saw other posts by people, some of whom had these, again, large social media followings. They were saying that 800,000 children were being abducted every single year, that one child every 40 seconds was going missing, and seeming, they were seemingly happy to ignore the fact that 99.8% of these children are found. Uh, the fact is that they were, there was a narrative that was being presented, uh, that we were being drawn into the idea that there were these dark and shadowy forces who were orchestrating child trafficking uh, on the large in society and that we must be afraid. Now, again, I am someone who does believe in the influence of dark and shadowy forces. I am someone who is passionate about child trafficking, human trafficking in general. That is not something that I think has a place in our society. But the way in which this issue has been brought to the fore in the minds of a lot of believers is it's happened in a way that has only been done to to create division, to create discord, to to downcast some people who are talking about other things. And I think, as I've said, it is entirely, entirely unhelpful. And I find myself questioning why or why or why is this something that so many believers around me are so willing to jump into head first? And I could spend a lot of time positing a lot of theories about that, uh, but that's not what I want to do today. 
I just want to say a couple of reasons why I find these conspiracy theories to be entirely unhelpful. One of the reasons is that I have this really strong conviction that the best witness, that, well, one of the best witnesses that the church can have to the world is that witness of, of non-anxiety. And I think that's something that the the church, well, I think that's something that the world needs from the church today more than many of the things that we have to offer. I think it was Dallas Willard who, when talking about the Sermon on the Mount, he said that when you read the Sermon on the Mount, you see that Jesus is inviting the believer into a lifestyle, into a way of living, into a way of existing that is 100% free from anxiety. And the thing that I really dislike about conspiracy theories is that they do not produce peace. They do not produce love. They do not produce joy. They do not cause me to have a greater level of love for the Lord my God. And they do nothing to help me love my neighbor as myself. Another reason I've been finding a lot of these conspiracy theories that, and I perhaps should have been clearer about this earlier, with the with the consp- uh, when i'm talking about conspiracy theories i'm talking about the conspiracy theories that are prevalent right now at this moment in time specifically those that you've perhaps seen amongst your christian friends your christian american friends um so one of the the other reason that i do find these conspiracy theories to be so unhelpful it's a word i've said probably about 50 times during the space of the last 10 minutes or so but the other reason is that they seem to conveniently fall well within the bounds of people's political ideologies so i mentioned before i think i started a little timeline of there was the picture and then there were the other facts about child child abductions that could easily be misproven. And then it all kind of accumulates in a bunch of different things. I've seen this from three different things, three different sources, three different posts that the narrative that we're building towards in people's minds is now one that says the Republicans are fighting on behalf of the children, but the Democrats are trying to harm the children. I've seen it. Uh, My wife told me of a post she saw today that said something along the lines of one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement was a man who was arrested for, who was embroiled in human trafficking years ago. The funny thing about that is the Black Lives Matter organization was started by three women, one of whom was an active member in Hillsong, New York, and was interviewed by Carl Lentz about that maybe five weeks ago and she's she talked at length with him about black lives matter and faith but for the purposes of these conspiracy theories that are revolving around child trafficking which again is something that i think is a very 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 important issue for the purposes of this it is the democrats who are doing it i saw something else that said again this was posted by an american christian conservative that said that at the border when it came to the child separations that we were seeing um, last year, what was happening was that the Democrats were trying to stop the Border Patrol from 
from ascertaining the real identity of the children who were being separated because that because they wanted to aid child trafficking essentially and i saw it another time when and this was this was yesterday actually when that when people are now trying to make the assumption that make the connection that joe biden is somehow a pedophile he came under the spotlight last year for the way in which he touched people, which I am not defending. I am not an apologist for the Democratic Party. I am not an apologist for Joe Biden. But now all of a sudden there is the connection being made that Joe Biden is a paedophile. Um, I think one thing that typifies this best of all, exemplifies this best of all, is one of the movies that, there have been two movies that have been doing the rounds in the midst of pandemic. Uh, One of them was that movie Plandemic, which I haven't seen. And then the other movie was the movie Out of Shadows. So I watched the movie Out of Shadows when it first came out. It seemed interesting to me. And I, the difficult thing about Out of Shadows is that there is some truth in there mixed with some untruths. So when it talks about Sammy Davis Jr. and other celebrities and their connection to Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan, when it talks about uh when it talks about Jeffrey Epstein in some way, shape or form, like that is something that is true. Those are things that are easily provable. But one thing that struck me as very odd as I was watching the movie is that the movie went to great lengths to highlight the connection that Bill Clinton had with Jeffrey Epstein, which is true, which is something that Bill will need to give account for as time goes on, as more questions come to the surface. But it somehow managed to skip over entirely Donald Trump's connection to uh, to Jeffrey Epstein. It somehow managed to avoid altogether the many multiple times they were seen together, including one time where Trump said something along the lines of Jeffrey Epstein loves beautiful women as much as I do, and everyone knows he likes some of them are very young. And as I bring this episode to a close, I want to read from First Timothy one. This is where Paul is talking to his spiritual son Timothy. And he says I'm asking that you remain in Ephesus to instruct them not to teach or follow the error of deceptive doctrines, nor pay any attention to cultural myths, traditions, or the endless study of genealogies. These digressions only breed controversies and debates. They are devoid of power that builds up and strengthens the church in the faith of God. For we reach the goal of fulfilling all the commandments when we love others deeply with a pure heart, a clean conscience, and sincere faith. Some believers have been led astray by teachings and speculations that emphasize nothing more than the empty words of men. They presume to be expert teachers of the law, but they don't have the slightest idea what they are talking about, and they simply love to argue. As I have been seeing these conspiracy theories unfold around me, as I have been seeing people drawn into nothing more than uh, partisanship, wrapped up in virtue signaling i can't help but wonder if the if the words of paul to timothy are just as applicable to us in the here and now as they were to timothy back then i am not someone who says that christians should not be involved in the works of justice i just think that as we do so we should not allow ourselves to be drawn into 
pointless arguments, conspiracy theory, and anything that would prevent us from loving the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our strength, with all our mind, loving our neighbor as ourself. And perhaps one of the best ways to do that is to think carefully, to consider carefully the new sources that we draw from, which is perhaps going to be the subject of next episode. But until then, go well and try your very hardest to avoid conspiracy theories. <laughs>